Hello, good evening and welcome to episode 34 of Chalk Talk here on Microbrew Radio. Hope you've all had a great week and that you're ready for the holidays. Joining me tonight, I have the commercial director of Ultimate Pool, Mr. Scott Ryan. How are you doing, Scott? How's it going, Dave? Thank you for thank you for inviting me on the show. Oh, no worries at all. You doing okay? Yeah, great, great. Thank you, buddy. Uh, we're just in the final throws before our very first ticketed event, Clash of the Titans at the Brentwood Centre, um, which takes place on Saturday. So all hands on deck um, and it's going to be a great event. Ah, oh, brilliant. Excellent. Yeah, definitely will be. Um, so, guys, if you're listening tonight, remember that this has been pre-recorded the night before. So please put... Don't put any questions through to myself or through to Microbrew Radio as they will fall on deaf ears. We're going to get started, though, Scott. And I just wanted to talk to you first about how you got into pool originally. Um, well, probably like most pool players, um, I was a failed snooker player at kind of 14. I knew I was never going to be any good to become a professional. And obviously, pool is a game for everyone. Um, and, you know, to cut a long story short, a very good friend of mine, Dan Wells, and I, we, um, during lockdown, we started the 8-Ball podcast, which it, it went viral um, during lockdown, which was unbelievable. And it led to so many great opportunities. And we were approached by the owner of Ultimate Pool, Mark Quirk, and the uh, and the CEO, Lee Kendall, to see if we would um, be exclusive to Ultimate Pool. And... Uh, and we, you know, we signed with Ultimate Pool to produce a podcast for them, which again carried on kind of our journey. We started appearing at Ultimate Pool events and doing fun stuff with the people that attend. Um, but my background is uh, I was a consultant for uh, SME businesses and it kind of just by chance meeting Mark Quirk, who um, is the owner of, of Ultimate Pool, you know, he we had many extensive conversations over several months, and one day he said, "Look, do you do you fancy coming in, joining Ultimate Pool as the commercial director?" And you know, having a great love for Q Sports, it was very difficult to uh, to say no. So here I am. Yeah, that's brilliant. So your your podcast that you started originally, how did you know how did that come about? A random conversation, a league snooker match on a Thursday night. We were talking about, uh, Dan and I were talking about Darren Appleton and wanting to ask him a question about some of some of the stuff that went on at the World Championships. And we were like, do you know what? We'll do a podcast. Nobody will ever listen to it. Um, but, you know, it's, it's something it's something to do. And then lockdown happened like two weeks later. Um, we recorded our first episode of, of, the, of the podcast the day lockdown started with uh, Jordan Church. We didn't have any clue how to set up the podcast to make the audio sound any good or anything like that, which you'll, you'll have gone through all of this stuff yourself, kind of that learning curve. But the crux of it was it was actually a decent show because Jordan Church was such an interesting guest. And then people were listening to it and people were like sending us feedback saying they really enjoyed it. And then we recorded with David McNamara, who again, great guest, not, not as many people had heard of him at the time. And kind of for us, it was just an opportunity to quell a bit of boredom in lockdown and also, you know, find out cool stories that, that we'd never heard before, particularly in the pool world. Um, pool historically has been terrible at keeping records um, or, 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 records of events and for us it was kind of like we kind of felt like 
nerdy historians just trying to fill in our own blanks in our heads and then kind of what the the game-changing episodes for us were um Darren Appleton which you know was a personal highlight and then Chris Melling but the episode where kind of finally it was like we've gone this has gone way beyond what we ever expected was our episode with Roland McCarthy um it was just the, the traction from that episode was 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 unbelievable and it was the first episode we did that was downloaded in over 100 countries which think about that now like it's mental like it's mental we were like charting in countries that you know i couldn't point out on a map but there were there there were people listening to our podcast which is mental yeah that's brilliant that is um, and it's good to hear something good coming out of lockdown as well because you know you get quite a lot of stories about you know people's businesses going under etc etc in lockdown so for you to start that as you say you know it cured a bit of boredom but it also created something that started brilliantly for you you know yeah yeah and 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 you'll know this and you'll know this yourself um unless you do your research unless you kind of i've heard other interviews with with i've listened to i've listened to many many of your shows and they're always well researched which is which is a really positive for me which makes it easier to listen to um but you you know there's never we kind of that eight ball podcast launched quite a lot of 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 I'm not saying rivals, but other Q Sports um, related podcasts. And, and what's kind of cool is some of them still message me now from 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 time to time, and they've gone on to do great things. And I I think that that's I think that that's so that's so great that there are now so many Q, Q Sport podcasts out there. Yeah, of course, one hundred percent. And I know you mentioned you, you spoke to Mark, and and that you know meant you then became the commercial director of Ultimate Pool. Um, how did you know how did just a podcast a podcast that was spoke about by you and a friend at a, a Thursday snooker league game you know whatever night it was how did that then develop into this great thing that you're doing now well it's kind of it's kind of weird if I hadn't have been successful in um what I did as a consultant um you know I'm, I'm you know i turn businesses around and you know businesses that were struggling in terms in terms of profitability and stuff but mark mark work if you if you ever get the opportunity to meet the guy he's one of the few bona fide geniuses i've ever met like and i and i don't say that i don't say it lightly um i've worked i've worked with some incredibly talented people over the years but he sees things way ahead uh, of kind of where he should and uh, what what he's done is he's surrounded himself with a great team in Lee Kendall, um, Jordan uh, Chavosh, who's the MD of Ultimate Pool, Zach Leonard, um, even the content team. Like you've got you've got guys like Simon Pounder, Simon Webb, Steve Jamieson, um, Lewis Hobbs, uh, Aidan Mevlin. You've got all these different people that make up the sum of the parts of Ultimate Pool. And Marcus handpicked these people to... Anybody can produce a pool tournament, okay? Yeah. But it's more difficult to produce an engaging pool tournament. And you know, the, the, the setup of the events, he sees this, he saw this as very big. Now, kind of from Mark Work's perspective and Lee Kendall's perspective, they've got pool, eight ball pool, English eight ball pool. Now think about this, broadcast, televised in 66 countries. 
yeah, it's crazy. You wouldn't have even thought. You wouldn't have even thought. You wouldn't have even thought about that. You know, you've kind of got it. And but what Mark Quirk does see is he sees his five-year plan. And he sees his five-year plan is very much on track. And I'm a small part of that. I'm kind of I'm kind of one of the guys who fills in the blanks on how we're going to get from A to Z. Um, but Mark surrounded himself with such a great great team. You know, we've got you know over the course of a year. You know, it, it takes a lot of people to put on the events um, that we do. And you'll have seen that from your experience at the Moscone Cup last week. It's just how many people it takes to put a good event on. Oh, yeah. Um, and it gets lost. It gets lost by people that that's um, that it takes this this hard work and effort. But unfortunately, I mean, you've kind of got to look at the pieces that Mark and Lee picked up from 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 the pool world. You know, English eight ball pool was first shown on Sky Sports in 1993. Um, it had been shown on ITV in the 1980s um, and kind of I look back at those times and I think actually had they have had the type of content that we produce today, maybe we'd be talking about English able pool in a different light. But the reality is, and, and, and you know, Ross McInnes, one, one, of, one of the greatest players of all time, basically told, told me why it didn't work. And that's because the players were quite selfish and they went and they played to win rather than played to entertain. With yeah. this version of the game, it's entertaining and you can't, you know, we live in a totally different world now. People aren't prepared to sit and watch and consume long pool matches. No. You know, you kind of got to look at it now. We're a totally throwaway world, Dave, and that, and that's kind of the, that's kind of the, that's kind of why Ultimate Pool was done so well, is if you're a youngster, you can sit for a three-minute frame of pool. But you probably wouldn't sit for a thirty-minute one, would you? No, of course not. You don't want to see. It. You want to see the excitement, as you says. You know, and with with the automobile, you definitely get it. You know, we've seen golden breaks at the last seconds that that have got draws to go to a six red, and then a six red is exciting in itself. Like it just gets you geared up anyway. Um, so you know, I I absolutely love it. With it being, you know, it sustained sustained such a great level. Um, you know, when it's ever growing, ultimate pool is how how do you keep that level going? Like, how has that happened? Because it's you know, it, things like that can easily go. They can go south. With you know, we've seen it with things before, but ultimate pool is is just growing all the time. And you know, how can you hold that now? Well, because we've got a, we've we've always had a five year plan um, at ultimate pool, um, and you know one of the one of the best things to watch play out online is uh, you know we get a lot of people that don't like ultimate pool don't like lee kendall don't like mark quirk or don't like anybody involved in ultimate pool but you know they've been waiting for it to fail and three years on we're still here so you know they, they've probably they probably thought it would be gone by now but the fact you've got a guy who's hugely successful businessman who knows what it's like to invest money in something and knows that it's a longer burn to get his money back. Look, it, Ultimate Pool's a business. And I think that that does get lost on people sometimes, that it is a business. And our intention is to, you know, the, the, the end goal of these five years is that we've got players that can make a living and a good living out of playing pool. Because, 
you know, let's let's be honest, in terms of the world of pool, how many truly professional English able players have there ever been? Yeah, it's a fair point. But you know, we do we do laugh as a team at the internet accountants out there. So one thing with Ultimate Pool that is different from any other English eight ball um, organisation is you can read our accounts on Companies House. Who would have ever thought that that was a thing? And you can do that. Um, we're completely transparent when it comes to this stuff. And people, you know, they make their they make their little uh, illusions or, or they write their own narrative in their head. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll myth bust a couple for you. Go on. So the part of the reason I was brought in was the only way you will make a pool organization an entertainment company sustainable is not relying on one income stream so if you kind of look here if you kind of look if you were starting an entertainment company tomorrow and you wanted to get on tv say well the sports tv market is saturated so it's not it's not as easy out to negotiate a, a brilliant tv deal because the big chunk of the money goes into the safe into safe sports, which like your Premier League, your your darts, your Formula One, golf, boxing, safe sports that have been known to generate uh, viewers time and time and time again. So you can't rely on huge sums of TV money because it doesn't exist. It really, is as simple as that. So you know the the the, the best one out there is we'll just go and get a big sponsor. If you could just go and get a big sponsor, again, companies want to go into safe marketing costs and safe marketing space. What we've effectively done is it's taken us time. So you think about Ultimate Pool, we had 1.2 billion social media video views last year. That's great. That, that is brilliant. That is showing that we're getting in front of all these different audiences. But in terms of us as a multifaceted business, um, our merchandise sales, our merchandise could be a business on its own. It's been so hugely successful. And what, what kind of happens is we're appealing to a mass market with our merchandise. And we say we ship orders to all these countries over the world where people buy ultimate pool merchandise and they support us. They support our brand. Now, I don't think that, that that's never happened in the history of English 8-Ball Pool, which shows that our marketing machine is doing what it needs to do. Um, Sorry, I've gone on, a, on off on a bit of a, no, no, a no. bit of a rant. You crack on. You crack on. It's your show. Um, and if you think we have subscribers, we have thousands of subscribers all around the world that want to tune into our product um, every weekend or or every or every Monday night or whenever we've got a pro series on. Now, that's that hasn't happened by accident. Obviously, we've got a compelling product that people want to watch. Um, and that's going to be even better next year when we move to a more linear format and our tournaments are spread evenly out across the course of a year. So you're guaranteed one big event a month. So you get a lot of bang for your for, for, for your buck from a pool perspective. Yeah. Then you look at kind of some of the you'll have seen you'll have seen the uh, the smart rack, but uh, yeah. the black edition smart rack. Well, that's a, that's a premium product with the Ultimate Pool name on it, and you know I'm happy to tell you that that's our biggest selling item in our in our shop this month. Who would have been outselling Callum Chalk? Who would have ever thought that? Um, but that's the power of building a brand, and that's kind of the road that we're on. And you know I can't reveal too much, but in the next in the next several in the next 
I mean, I'd, I'd announce tomorrow, but in the next couple of months, you're going to see one of the biggest announcements, um, the biggest announcement uh, in terms of a partnership in um, English eight ball history. Um, that, you know, this, this isn't, you know, this is a multifaceted income business and that is where we want to be. We don't want to rely on if you lose your sponsor, all of a sudden you're you're struggling to pay the bills. That's not how you build a sustainable business. And that's what we're doing at Albert Pool is we're building something that will be there for generations. Yeah, that's fair play. And, and so we, we've saying that, what does the future hold? As I say, the future holds, you will have you will have fully professional English eight ball players. You will see Ultimate Pool continue to expand into new international markets through our franchise um, program, which will develop a conveyor belt of global talent um, for Ultimate Pool. Um, and that's something that's why we've always been keen to tie up with the grassroots version um, of Pool because that's where the next generation of superstars will come from. We, what, we, what, we're kind of, what we're also kind of looking for is the players themselves um, to get themselves out there, to, to, to make themselves um, more mainstream, to see, you know, and that's the, that's the thing about Paul. It's such a fiercely competitive sport, but the players are really lovely people. So what effectively happens is they're too nice to call someone out. They're too nice to be controversial and i often sit there and think i wish i had your talent because i'd never shut up about it yeah yeah that's fair um obviously this weekend you've got the clash of the titans at brentwood as, as you mentioned what are we to expect from this big event you will have never seen anything like it now it is a exhibition event so it's going to be a bit different from kind of what people are used to but again you know, and this is something that we're very proud of as a team at Ultimate Pool. Uh, you will have, you, you'll know this because you're a, you're a Q Sports historian yourself. It took Matchroom 11 years to sell a ticket for a pool event. We've done it in three. And I always remember we were going around saying, look, we've got to do it. We've got to pull the trigger. We know the demand is there for it. Um, shall we, shall we try it? And it's a risk. It's always a risk. And... <laughs> There was a huge sigh of relief a minute after we've announced the event that tickets were sold. Um, yeah. We 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 didn't we we were like we don't know if we'll sell tickets we don't know but if we never try we'll never know so we were prepared to we were prepared to lose money on the event because we needed to test the market and we need to find out but the analytics that we'd done and you know a lot of our decisions are based on data customer movement you know really grown up stuff that kind of people don't normally would wouldn't normally look at in this kind of world the data said that we would sell tickets and we would sell tickets in that particular area um due to kind of how our social traffic moves due to how the interactions move how i mean we how crazy is this we've got people coming We've got people coming from France. We've got people coming from Germany. We've got people coming from Ireland to come in to, to watch this event. They bought a ticket for an Ultimate Pool event, which it blows my mind. Yeah. Absolutely blows my mind. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, Scott, you should be getting to a point where, and I mean, I know obviously it's incredible, but you should be getting to a point where it doesn't blow your mind as much because this is this is Ultimate Pool now, and it is it is that good, and people do want to watch it. You know what I mean? People people do. All is 
I, I myself, I mean, I, I play pool and I, I dabble in a bit of snooker as well, but I'd much rather watch pool than watch snooker in my eyes. I prefer the excitement. Um, you know, I prefer the quick finishes. I prefer a six red shoot, uh, you know, them, them kind of things. So for me, it's getting to a point where shouldn't really it shouldn't blow your mind because this is this is it now this is the reality it's the reality but what you've got to understand is pool's been around for a very long time it's been mm-hmm. around for a very very long time and a lot of people have tried a lot of people have have failed a lot of people have and it, and, and i mean this in the nicest possible way if ultimate pool hadn't been treated as a business it had been treated as another association another you know another another committee-led um part none of this stuff would happen yeah. we take chances because it, when it comes down to it you've got shareholders in ultimate pool that we've got to satisfy and the shareholders of ultimate pool won't be satisfied until we turn a profit um and you know next year you know, and, and, you know, again, I'm going to say, you know, I'm just just going to be we should turn a profit next year, which is in, which is which is crazy when you think. And, you know, this is for the Internet. This is for the Internet accountants out there. And I love them. They're, 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 they're brilliant, you know, brilliant business heads. Um, Sky TV didn't turn a profit for 10 years because they had to invest in the infrastructure. They had to secure a 99 quid skybox in everybody's home. They don't earn a penny out of a consumer until 18 months into the contract. That's just the reality. And the bulk of their money comes from business. So they had to build an infrastructure and they had to buy rights to do that. And that's how Sky's model worked. But Sky will turn a profit every year now, probably probably for forever. Uber, never turned never turn a profit. Uh, you know, these because you have to invest in the infrastructure. So if you go to it, and I hope to see you at an Ultimate Pool event um, in the near future, Dave. Yeah. Um, it, it would be great to see you. Um, we effectively, you'll see that our arena, our arenas are not like anything you've seen conventionally in English Able Pool. Mm-hmm. You will see the infrastructure that we've got got in place, the app that we've got. Uh, the uh, you know we've got several other different things in development you know you'll have seen we've got a six red shootout game these things don't people don't come up to you and give them to you for free unfortunately I wish they did um, my wages aren't free you know Mark Quirk and Lee Kendall don't expect anybody to do anything for nothing so you, there is a cost to business now what that effectively means is that somebody's got to fund that business we're very fortuitous that we have somebody in Mark Quirk who's happy to put his money where his mouth is. And again, you know, to the people that don't like old Paul, that's OK. It's fine. That's you know, that's up to you. But the reality is, if you love the game of English eight ball and you're seeing it getting the biggest exposure it's ever had in it ever. You can't really love it that much if you want us to fail. Oh, well, yeah, you're right. You are right. Yeah. And listen, I mean, the, the, the general consensus around the people I know is that we, we all love it. Um, you, you will get your people that, I, I don't know, I don't know whether it's bitterness or jealousy, you know, who, who knows why they'd, why they'd want Ultimate Pool to fail. But, you know, when you love Q Sports as much as I do, any idea is a good idea for, for me. So, no, just uh, just keep doing what you're doing, mate. 100%. Thank you. No, Thank no you. Way now listen, we're gonna we're gonna move on to something. Now, I had um, 
a gentleman on my show a few months ago um, who he approached me, he wanted to come on the show. So I spoke to George Tierney and he came on the show. Um, obviously, he's, he's been in he's been in Burton. He's played a money match with Kyle Cope, um, who, who obviously you'll know of. Yeah. Um, we spoke a bit about Ultimate Pool and he, he had his his honest opinion on, on it. Um, what's what's your take on why he's not playing ultimate pool the um, it's a two-part answer but i'm happy to answer it point one this is part one of it he would never all the time he's got a hole in his ass he wouldn't win an ultimate pool event that's the reality he's not good enough so that's point one okay and all of this, this little subculture that lives in Paul is so funny because it's part parody. It's part maybe one or two people do think he's really good. But the reality is he's a big joke. Like, And that is really is as simple as that. He is, he is a big joke. It was funny at one stage. But now because, you know, at one time he's had some great performances in money matches. Don't get me wrong. He really has. But he's gone. He's he's no good anymore. So he has to stay relevant. He makes his little Facebook live video. I've seen a few of them. They're hilarious. So the reason why you'll never see him on Ultimate Pool is because he's not good enough. So that's point one. Point two, we're a family at Ultimate Pool. We really are a family at Ultimate Pool. Um, we have our ups and downs, but we're all in this together and we're gonna fight to the we're gonna fight for everything. So when you when you make personal comments about people that work for Ultimate Pool, so listen, you know when he, he I listened to the podcast he did with you, and he said, "Oh, Mark Queer, that that guy." Listen, it's a schoolboy, it's a schoolboy joke. We all thought that was funny. Like, make no mistake about it. You know, if, if that is if that if your IQ operates at that level of joke, brilliant, mate. You know, superb. You're a great. It's fantastic. But when you launch into personal attacks on people's families, when you make racist, homophobic, uh, misogynistic uh, comments about members of people who put who basically work their asses off for ultimate pull, you're an absolute scumbag. And, you know, anybody who knows that anybody who knows the game of pool knows exactly if you really know the game of pool, you know exactly what George Tierney is. You know exactly what he is. Never listen. He could pay me a million pounds. He wouldn't get on Ultimate Pool. He'd never be here. And what's basically happened to him over the last several months? He's lost his platform. He's lost his platform to to talk. So he's just getting more bitter and more twisted. Um, stay in your dark little troll area, George. You know you you you're a you're a nobody. Literally, you're a nobody. And I and and and. I know he'll. I know he'll listen, and I know. I know he'll comment back on this. I don't put myself out there to be seen as somebody, but you do. And to be fair, once the hangers on, when once the hangers on are gone, and you know he he doesn't really have that audience anymore. He still have the odd few that that go along with him, but he's an irrelevance in the pool game now, an absolute irrelevance. And you know, good. Okay, that's that. So, listen, I I do the shows where I get honest answers, and you know I I absolutely love it. I'm I'm all for it. Um, and it'll be interesting to see you know 
what what he says it what he says in response, um, as as it always is. I mean, he he came he came to Burton and he he lost in a in a big match against Kyle. Um, Kyle's going to be playing as pro next season, um, right, which right. he's you know very excited about. Um, what would your what advice would you give to Kyle? Obviously, he's a, he's a very young lad, unbelievable player, very young lad. He's coming into it. You've got incredible players all around the gaff. You know, what what would you say to Kyle as a bit of advice? Just keep put, putting in the hours and the effort that he puts in. Um, Kyle is a class act, and a lot of us here at Old McPaul think that he's going to do exceptionally well um, as a pro. But he's gonna he's gonna have to learn his match miles in terms. It's very different playing on the pro series than it is um, on the challenger. I think that it's it, it's sometimes harder to win on the challenger because you know the the format is brutal and you've got a lot of matches to play very quickly. Um, enjoy it. Absolutely enjoy it. He's got such a bright future in the game and, and, and he plays the game the right way. I love watching him play. Um, he is an absolute class, absolute class act. Yeah, brilliant. Love that. And he'll, he'll love to hear that as well. Um, so just reverting back to Clash of the Titans for this weekend. Um, if you had to pick two players for the final, who do you think it would be? Oh, see... Sheppy is unbelievable in this type of format. Like, I I remember the first time I ever watched Jordan Shepard. Like, I fell in love with how he played the game straight away. And uh, the, the way he thinks and the way he deciphers a pattern under that pressure, you know, he's always got to be there or thereabouts in this type of format. It just suits him. So when he won the Pro Cup, you know, the way he played to win the Pro Cup when Tom Cousins was playing like a man possessed. I think up to the final, he was 83% breaking dish rate throughout the whole tournament, which is when you think about that, you know, you know, he's breaking 83, breaking addition 83 times out of 100. You know, that's how well he was playing. Um, I would, it, it, I would, I think Sheffield will be there or thereabouts. You can't rule Tom Cousins out. I mean, he's had the season of seasons, hasn't he? In terms of, you know, you know, he's 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 won what like seventy five grand in prize money from Old Pool over the last twelve months, um, but did go off the boil a little bit towards the end of the season. Stevie Dempsey, you know, Mister Consistency. You know, people look at and I, I hate it. It's just just so cliched I keep saying it you always back against Stevie but he's always there like mm -hmm. when are people going to start putting the respect on his name um that, that he's due you've got the unbelievable part of it which is uh you've got the unbelievable part of it which is Sean's story which is a late addition so he's got no absolutely nothing uh to lose you've got Declan who on his day is a Rolls-Royce player in it at the, when Ultimate Pool started, he looked like he he could potentially be the guy to dominate it. You know that Melling is going to just yeah. entertain us and wow us and find a way. But Carl Morris is an interesting one. Yeah. Uh, he is an interesting one. Yeah. Anytime you see Carl playing in front of a big crowd, he plays a lot better um, than some of the performances we've seen from him over the last 12 months and will people be able to cope with his antics because Carl knows exactly what he's doing you know I've seen him live rent free in Jordan Shepherd's head um, at a couple of events I'm not even joking 
Like, I'm not even joking. You know, those two don't like each other. That's real. That's that's nice. not any PR golden spin. That is reality. They don't like each other. It really is as simple as that. So if those two were to draw each other, I'd love to see how Sheppy responds to Cole Morris's um, antics because Cole knows exactly what he's doing. Make no mistake about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, just a quick word on it. Obviously, you've had some snooker players come into Ultimate Pool and play. Yeah. Um, our very own Dave Gilbert's played in the doubles with Kyle. Um, yeah. Do you do you think they find it tough coming in playing a, a sport that I mean they they used to snooker? They're coming in. Pool is is different in in some respects. So, do you think they find it tough? I think that it's the same as any snooker player. The very first plays pool, they don't have any respect for it. I certainly didn't when I went from snooker to pool. Oh, this is an easy game. It's a seven-foot table. I shouldn't miss a pot. And that's what happens. But when you get involved in kind of the different levels of pool and you learn what a pattern is and you learn various different shots that you wouldn't necessarily look at as a snooker player, it can be difficult. So the, the other thing, and you haven't asked me this and you should have asked me this, why weren't there all of the snooker players playing on the Pro Series? Because I think it's really important that this is an opportunity for, for Ultimate Pool to be transparent about that. Mm-hmm. So if I kind of... Yeah, no, you that, yeah, yeah. I'll answer that first, if that's OK. Yeah. Um, so we never approached any snooker players. So I want to myth bust here again to the internet accountants out there. Okay. We never paid any professional snooker players to come and play at Ultimate Pool. That's factual. So there was no ambassador contracts. There was no, you know, is five grand for turning up. Never happened. Okay. That's that's point one. Yeah. Two, we didn't approach the snooker players. So what would you do if you were sat in our position at, um, at Ultimate Pool and you've got these mainstream snooker players that want to come and play on your events? Would you say, no, you can't? Um. No, surely not. Of course you wouldn't, because just it doesn't make sense commercially, does it? So take it. So take so so take that part. So let's look at the times when the snooker players did turn up, because I think that's the important thing. And I think Tom Ford turned up to virtually every Ultimate Pool Pro series. Um, so did jo- so did Joe O'Connor. Yes. Mark Selby um, reached reached a semi in a pro series weekend. And he has been kind of a fixture throughout ultimate pool. Now let's, let's talk about Mark Allen. He's, he's had a few appearances with ultimate pool and he was involved in, in probably one of the greatest matches in ultimate pool history against Mick Hill. Um, That week, that Sunday night match, it was just pure theater. It was everything great about Paul. Um, But Mark Allen took it seriously. And Mark Allen knows the nuances between Paul and Snooker, which is why he could compete with Mick for as long as he did um, in that match. But Mick stole it at the death. Um, Mark Williams. Had Mark Williams carried on playing um, on Ultimate Paul, I think he would have done I think he would have done fine because he's that kind of player. Stephen Steve Maguire had oh he had a nightmare, didn't he? It's the it's the nicest way to it's the nicest way to put it. Never did I ever think I'd be watching a professional snooker player uh, playing on Ultimate Pool and thinking I'd give him a game. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it was great, was it? Um, but he then went away with an appreciation of it, 
Um, Ryan Day, I think, did okay as well. I thought he he was pretty decent. But if you look at Tom Ford, you can tell Tom Ford was a pool player. Mm-hmm. You can you can tell Joe O'Connor was a pool player. Joe O'Connor loves it. Like you you can tell like when 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 you're watching. Um, but for some, it's just for for some of them, and, and I'll be honest, I just don't think they showed the game any respect, and they got they they got their medicine as a result. But I think yep. you will see snooker players again coming and playing in, in our events because they always have fun. And that's the big thing. Big, massive, there's a big difference. It's kind of they can go, they can relax, they can play, they can, they can, um, they can play with, with, without fear. Um, but what's great, and I do love it because I used to think exactly the same when I was younger, there is no way a pool player will beat a snooker player on a pool table. And they are two completely different games. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, brilliant. OK, that's fair enough. Listen, we, we, you know, we're, we're running we're running on time and there was a couple of things I wanted to do with you. A couple of uh, fun aspects of the show. Um, go for it. So we're going to go on to them. Um, first of all, what we're going to do is obviously you've seen many good players in Ultimate Pool. You know, you've been around them. So I've got a little quick fire section we're going to do. OK, so I'm going to put you on the spot, basically. Um, OK. And yeah, just answer quickly and, and as honestly as you can. Okay. And we're going to start now. Best cue action. What? what it, Stephen Lee's got the greatest cue action I've ever seen in cue sports. Okay. We're going to go just strictly ultimate pool, though, the professionals. Ultimate pool. Oh, it's tricky. I'm caught between a few. It's tough because there's that many good players. That's the, this is the, the hard it's, aspect. It's, it's the it's 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 the t- it's the timing shots I'm thinking of because you don't really get to see great you don't really get to see the full repertoire of somebody's cue action and on a seven foot table generally because how many really deep screw shots or anything like that do you, do you have to play and they're so good. Um, Sean Chipperfield. Sean Chipperfield, brilliant. Okay, best safety game. Ronan McCarthy. Most competitive. Uh, Gareth Potts. Okay. Worst loser. Sean Chipperfield. Okay. Best breaker. Tom Cousins. Oh, yeah, I was going to say. Oh, it's got to be Tom. Yeah. Luckiest player. David McNamara. Okay. Best doubler. Chris Melling. Okay. And the last one, the best down the rails. Mm, Mick Hill. Mick Hill, class. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you very much. Okay, now, the last thing I wanted to do with you, Scott, again, you've been around a lot of good players, a lot of very good players. And I give every single one of my guests a chance to have their own five-a-side team in the in the pool world in the imaginative pool world um so if you had to pick five players from the ultimate pool to build a five-a-side team who would your top five be oh i was hoping you were going to say of all time and and that's not just restricted to um ultimate pool listen it's your show scott if you want to do it if okay. you want to have it, you have it like that let's go okay so I don't think you can knock the three boys from the golden era out of any team. So it would be uh, Hill, Melling, 
pots. Yeah. Um, contemporary wise, I would then put I'd put Mark Boyle in the team because <laughs> the pool he's been playing recently is absolutely been incredible, um, and, and he's a he's a great player, um, a phenomenal player. And then number five, just for pure entertainment value, and when his head is on, he can just be totally unbelievable. I would put Sheppy in my team. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. That's a pretty good team. Yeah, it'll do. <laughs> no, listen, Scott, um, it's been absolutely class having you here on the show. Um, obviously, it's been booked in for a while. So, you know, it was good to have you in, have your take on things, speak about Clash of the Titans. Um, hopefully, sooner rather than later, we'll get to meet face to face and, and stew yeah, over uh, the poor world. But for now, I'm going to let you have a little breather while I close out the show. Um, actually, that's a lie. Before I do that, I'm going to allow you to have any shout outs you may have for anybody um, before you leave. Um, yeah, literally, just just a massive, massive thank you to everybody from Ultimate Pool that goes into putting these events on. And these are kind of the unsung heroes. So Neil Tom's an absolute unsung hero. Uh, Aish Mevlet, who, who, you know, does so much in the background for Ultimate Pool that people would never see. Lee Grau, uh, Scott Price, the whole... Uh, Patricia Roberts, uh, phenomenal. You know, it's a great, it's a great team in the background. I'm sorry, I'm going to miss some people off, and I don't mean to, but Aidan Mevlet as well. The work he's done in the TikTok shop um, mm-hmm. over the course of over the course of the last several months, they've just made a, a, a massive difference. And the whole of the Ultimate Pool team, you know, we are a big team, we are a big family, um, and we just want to just entertain people. We just you know, we really hope that the, um, the, the, the the public continue to support us because we don't take it for granted and we always want to get better. Um, and Dave, you've got an open invite to any Ultimate Pool event you want to come to. Just get in touch um, and you can, you, sure. you can come to any and be, be, be my guest at the events. But thank you for having me on the show. No, really appreciate that. Anytime. Thank you very much. We'll, we'll have you back on in, in the new year, no doubt anyway. Um, especially when you have more big events come along, they'll... Uh, There'll always be room for you on the show, buddy. Um, if you just have a breather, I'll close out the show and then we'll have another little chat when uh, when we're done, OK? But for now, everyone, that was Scott Ryan. Absolutely excellent. Thank you very much. A um, couple of shout-outs to my sponsors before we close the show. So, to, as usual, to the guys in Finland, Tawan, um, keep checking out their, well, their chalk speaks for itself. So, please keep having a look. And then for Potters, Potters Qs have still got a lot of Q bundles on the go. Christmas is coming up. We're only 11 days away. Please go and check them out. And a couple of competitions going on this Saturday. There's still space for a uh, double elimination. It's Black Ball Rules and it's £15 entry. Um, there's still about 18 spaces left. I think it's 64 entries altogether. If you'd like to play in that, please get in touch with Vinnie Loden. And also get in touch with Vinnie if you're interested in their New Year's Eve event, which is £10 entry. They do have a hot buffet and a DJ and a flyer going on on the night. Thank you very much. For now, that's me, Dave Goldsmith and Scott Ryan. We're going to go. We're going to enjoy our evenings. I hope you have a great weekend and we'll speak to you soon. This show is part of Microbrew Radio, Burton on Trent's community radio station. You can hear this and plenty of other shows over on microbrewradio.com. Find our app on the iOS or Android stores or just say, Alexa, play Microbrew Radio. And if you like what you hear, please let us know on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Thanks.